Welcome to Leading Forward, where we focus on building healthy leaders for healthy organizations. I'm Matthew Hall, and on this week's Checkpoint, I am joined by Ben Dockery. Ben, what are we talking about? Yeah, today we're going to be talking about uh, returning to a theme that a couple months ago we looked at on self-leadership. Uh, and last time when we did this, we focused on just the self-awareness that's needed to lead and how it is you work, how it is you learn, how it is you manage and being aware of those things and making sure those in your team are to motivate yourself and to lead in that way. But this way, we're looking at self-leadership from a little bit different perspective. Um, not it is what's happening in the day-to-day, but when you step back and step back in a significant way, zoom zoom way out. And how are you leading your life uh, to accomplish the life that you actually want to live? Um, and I want to do that in light of a, an article or a, really a book that was challenging to me uh, called How Do You Measure Life? Clay Christensen uh, is a Harvard business professor and, and wrote a book on this. And I've now read this with two groups of friends. Um, and they're they're in a life stage right above me. Uh, several of them have been very highly, highly successful in business. And we have read this book together. And I would encourage others to do the same thing. Challenging, thoughtful uh, question. But Clay Christensen's known for innovation theory and for disruption and things like that. And he comes at this uh, using all of his HBR slash business acumen, but really is asking questions about how it is. What's your personal dashboard going to be? How are you going to be measured at the end of your life? Um, other people frame this up with resume values or eulogy values or things like that. What he does is he says he starts it off with this really interesting thing to say after five years of coming out of Harvard. Uh, they have their five-year reunion. Everybody's just killing it. I mean, everybody's doing well and they're on the up and right and you know, money's good and they're married. And he's like, everyone married a spouse that's better looking than them. And you know, all these things are there. But at year 10, there's a few cracks. But by year 15 and year 20, it's a lot of people that are coming back that are still up and to the right in their career, but their family and their life overall is not what they want. Um, they may not be married uh, to the same person. Uh, maybe their kids are being raised on the other side of the country. And they're realizing that even though they've hit all these achievement markers, they actually are not fulfilling the life that they wanted to live. They're not, they're not leading. They're implementing a strategy in their life that they would never implement in uh, their business place. And so he asked how, th- how this happens. Um, one of the ways that he frames this um, and one of the ways uh, that it was helpful to me, and I encourage listeners to think through this, is to think through what are traditionally have been called hygiene or motivational aspects of work. And so this comes out of a study in the 1950s. Frederick Hersberg is the one that, that first raised this up, but is what is it that makes you satisfied in your workplace? And he says that there's a list of factors that they're actually just almost uh, necessary to play the game. Uh, they're actually never going to make you satisfied, but if you don't have them, they will lead to a lack of satisfaction. Um, and these are things like office policies or how clean things are or working with a team. And he actually puts compensation in this one and says compensation doesn't actually make you um, fulfilled or satisfied at work. But if you don't have the right compensation, that you will be unsatisfied or dissatisfied. Um, and a lot of people have gone back and forth on that. But then he says, so those are all hygiene. Those are just necessary. Um, and you have to do those things well, or people will be dissatisfied. But what is it going to make you happy in your job? And therefore, on a broad way, when you zoom out, uh, what's going to lead? What's going to lead to uh, satisfaction in your work and in your life? Um, and so these are what uh, you know, he's borrowing this language of motivational. These are things that motivate you. So being rewarded, having ownership for what you do, um, really being able to put your mark on it. Uh, recognition is really high in these categories, these studies that show up as well. Um, and so if you're a manager and you're thinking about this for your own team, these are actually really helpful to go uh, look at some of these. And I'm not going to drill down into each of these, um, but he uses these to say that 
for many of us, we get caught on this achievement side, these very obvious markers, things that you can see in your life and you chase after those. So if you've got a free moment or if you have a commitment open on the calendar a few weeks out, you will commit to something that has an immediate return on whatever it is you're trying to achieve at that point in time in your work life. And it may lead to to achievement there, but it may be the very thing, the very commitment, the very use of a small amount of time in a weekend or where your de facto default settings are to say, I'm going to use tonight to do this instead of this, or this weekend to do this instead of this, that you're missing investments in relationships. And certainly... Uh, friendships and family are at the core of what those are. Um, and that people oftentimes find themselves later on in a place uh, where uh, they really don't want to be, uh, but they implemented a strategy to get exactly what it is that uh, they invested in. And they invested in that achievement uh, while not investing in some of those relationships. So from a self-leadership standpoint, what I want us to think about today this is for the individual, but also to help people in our teams, in our organizations to be thinking uh, through this more than just what's happening in this quarter, uh, what's happening, you know, right in the forefront is what investments are we making that are going to pay off in the long run um, so that we can be the kind of person that we want to be and the kind of person we want to model for other people to be um, as well. And the reason I bring this up, uh, Matt, is because I'm talking about this as somebody Uh, I'm not talking about this as the expert. Uh, I'm talking about this because this is something that I struggle with all the time. And I just find myself uh, using those um, default settings that turn towards how can I get more done? Or how can I maybe do a little bit better in this presentation or work a little hard in this area? And oftentimes I see things that 10 years from now, I'm going to go, man, I wish I would have put my time and energy in some of these places in some of these places. So in the same way, I I am working on this. I'm just challenging listeners uh, to work on this as well. One of the best ways you can lead yourself is to look way down the road and ask, who do you want to be? How are you going to measure your life um, at the end? And ultimately, even asking, how is it that God's going to measure our life? Where is there an eternal impact on an investment that we are making today? So that's the checkpoint for today. Um, Challenge listeners uh, to think through uh, those things. This has been a Leadership Checkpoint. You can find all of our past episodes at leadingforwardpodcast.com. While you're there, rate and review, share it with a friend, and help us get out the word. I'm Matthew Hall. I'll see you next time.